Hello, and welcome to Books, the podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Detective Hannah. Huh? Detective Hannah. Oh, uh, Al Pacino's character. That's not that. It's not heat. (laughs) It might happen in heat, too, though. And we're booksmen. Weird booksmen. Yes. You didn't do it last week, Tom. People were very upset. Nobody nobody mentioned it. (laughs) Well, hopefully this week they'll be thrilled by the uh, impression of uh, Detective Vincent Hanna. Yes. Captain? Is he a captain now? I think he's captain now. Oh, sounds like he's outside. What are you doing? A podcast? Uh, I always, whenever uh, they, rem- whenever uh, Hanna is referred to as just mm-hmm. his last name, I'm always like, who's this lady again? <laughs> Then I realized, oh, it's not a woman named Hannah. You know what? Actually, it's interesting. uh, Like, um, I'm, you know, I I don't frequently talk about it as a booksman, but but I write books. And uh, the book I've been working on for uh, a while now, I've been trying to figure out, like, how to interchangeably use the characters for the protagonist's first name and last name. Yeah. And like when to do which, if it's confusing. And this book does it constantly. Yeah, they with, just with, do it, I think, just to kind of mix it up a little bit. Yeah. And that's what uh, I've been thinking reading this. I'm like, oh, I guess, yeah, maybe. And that's the Sometimes way- they refer to him as Al Pacino in the book. <laughs> uh, and that's the way I wrote. The, like the first draft of this book, I just like, you know, kept flip flopping the names yeah. again when it was like, ah, I've, I've used that his last name a few times. Let me use a first name here. Yeah. Um, and same thing for a few other characters. But uh, then that but then I was like, ah, no, there's probably like a, a, a form to this when you shouldn't shouldn't do yeah. that. But now reading this, it's like, nah, I think it's just whenever you want. I mean, this book breaks all the rules, Tom. So I wouldn't it's trust true. that. Yeah. yeah, the book's based on a, a, a movie. It's a sequel to a movie. It is. When have you ever heard of that? Yeah, so rule number one, broken. Never write a book sequel to a movie if there's not a movie sequel. That sounds like uh, something Vincent Hatt would say. Rule number one, never write a sequel to a movie. In book form. And in Pretty Woman? In book form. In book form. Yeah. All right, that's, I mean... That's not really his Whoa, style. He doesn't. Book. He doesn't really uh, uh, share his wisdom with people. No, he well, mostly just barks orders at people. He barks, right? he, and he doesn't tell them why. He assumes they should know why. Yeah, and then he gets mad if they go like, "Oh, but what did I tell you?" Mm-hmm. Go do it. Go look for the clues. <laughs> That's what he's always screaming for them to go look for the clues. Find the clues. What am I? The only detective in this whole department? Uh, he wishes he was the only detective in the I'd get a lot department. more done. Yeah, he'd get a lot more done. Uh, other people wouldn't be trying to uh, take the credit. Uh, he doesn't yeah. care about credit. He just wants justice for this That's young woman in the cares. one shoe. All he cares about is justice. Mm. Yeah, we're when well, we go where we left off. <laughs> Are you okay, Tommy? Sorry, I, I got uh, said to give me a kick there to get uh, get the needle stuck out of the groove. Where did we leave off? Whose story were we on? So we fucked up, or one of yeah. us fucked up. Yeah, probably you. So we. 
we I, could have ended very nicely. Actually, I think we did kind of. You alluded to it. All right, so mm-hmm. we had the Paraguay stuff. Yeah. Um, we had With a little Chris. bit of Chicago and a little bit of L.A. last time. Mm-hmm. I could go for a little bit of Chicago. What does that mean? Is that a song from Chicago? No, you're singing New York, New York. It sounds like, which I think might be not and, from. Oh, I'm th- here's a song I'm thinking of. And all that jazz. That's from Chicago. And all that jazz. I think that's from all that jazz, actually. <laughs> I don't know. Well, sometimes they put music from what other is, musicals. Uh, do you want to have? Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> I don't know. It was on a commercial for something. They used to, on New York One, uh-huh. when I had cable, they would always play commercials for the Broadway shows. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't remember any of them. I remember uh, Cat when we go, now more than ever. <laughs> I mean, you almost had You got the gist of it. <laughs> Those cats. When I saw cats when I was a kid, it's fucking enchanted. Oh, I really? It. Yeah. I was freaked out. I uh, did not expect it to be like what it was. No, when, I, when you first go, first of all, that stage looks so cool. It's the junkyard and there's yeah. the garbage everywhere. And as you're going to your seat, you see the cat's eyes are lighting up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, they're all watching you. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, this, it's kind of like the show has already started <laughs> and I'm still finding my seat. Yeah, it is weird. Like uh, growing up in New York, I feel like. There, the like ad fill was just like Broadway commercials. It was like if they didn't have other commercials, it was like just put whatever's yeah. on Broadway. So there were there was a bro- wicked commercial that used to run a few years ago. That if it's uh, that uh, little screamy lady going, no, ah! it's like oh, the whole yeah, commercial. Yeah. And it was like wicked now on Broadway, but she's really belting out screaming. Was that a uh, 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 <laughs> the little lady, uh, Chenoweth, I think. Oh, maybe. okay. I thought it was uh, the wickedly talented Adele uh, Dazim. <laughs> yeah, Adele Dazim. It might have been her. <laughs> okay. I can't tell if those belting ladies are uh, good, good or singers. Not. Yeah, or not. They, can, they, sound, hey, they can sure belt it out though. They can. They can be like they can be loud. Yeah. Is that all you need? It's like well. Broadway doesn't no, like to but, use microphones, so the louder you are, the better. No, but I mean, you've been to Broadway shows where somebody's really belting it out, and you're like, whoa. Like, yeah, it's cool. No, I think that's cool, but yeah. then I also watch the uh, uh, first rounds of American Idol, yeah, and, and people belting. are belting it out, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. And then everybody's like, well, obviously, that was the word. Like, that was the yeah. joke entrant. Well, um, I feel like you got to. Uh, you got to hit a few singles before you start hitting home runs. Yeah. And that's before you start swinging for the when fences. When people are belting it out, I can't tell if it's good or bad. No. Well, I'm, uh, I think it's all good. Oh. It's like uh, acting. In, unless something is like really, really bad. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, it's you fine. You don't yeah. yeah. The guy's acting. Um, well, I know it's not real life. I'm not going to mistake this for like, oh. Did they actually capture this with hidden cameras? Like, no, the lighting's too good. If you uh, if you're a singer out there and uh, Tim ever walks into your smoky nightclub and he's got his uh, press hat on, he's doing a review. 
Now you know. Just really belt one out, and he'll give you a five stars. After making these public comments, Tom, they'd ever hire me to do <laughs> nightclub <laughs> music reviews, <laughs> which is a thing. I'm, I'm fairly no, certain I, it is I a know. thing. It's, yeah. it's your dream. Yeah. Uh, okay, so where we left off, Tom? Uh-huh. Uh, are you aware of this uh, controversy around Funny Girl? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Beanie. Feldstein uh, was fine. Right, like, uh, she's like, oh, I'm going to use a different last name so nobody knows <laughs> I'm Jonah Hill's sister. Yeah. And it's just like, where did this girl come from? <laughs> I saw uh, people making fun of there was like some cover of a magazine with her and uh, what's his name? The guy from uh, uh, the the musical with the kid in a cast, Evan Hansen, Dear Evan yeah. Hansen. And it was like, these two high school chums had dreams of Broadway and they made it. And it's like no mention of like, well, they had incredibly powerful parents. Yeah. Hey, look, you know, you know what always pissed and me a, off? And apparently Beanie Feldstein didn't really make it. It sounds like. <laughs> I, I, You know what? I'm pro Beanie Feldstein. Because I bet. That's just because you like the hat. Yeah, no, I'm a big beanie man. Um, and I oh, like I the babies. He, I thought this meant a felt beanie. Um, and also, like, I bet if I went and saw Funny Girl and she was belting it out, I'd be like, sounds fucking great. What, what's everybody's problem? Uh, and she is a funny girl. She's made me laugh. Yeah. Jonah Hill used to make me laugh, too. Before yeah. he got serious yeah he's real serious now he's so serious he won't even do interviews anymore yeah I'm, that's why i don't give interviews tom because <laughs> you get panic attacks yeah um i don't know jonah hill is just kind of like all right man i don't like people who are very funny and mm-hmm. then they're like uh actually stop now knowing serious. me as in like not even now i'm serious but like Stop knowing me as the funny guy. Stop yeah. liking the funny <laughs> stuff I did. Like the boring, serious stuff that nobody likes that I do. Uh, I don't want to like that stuff. I I missed my opportunity before I wanted to make the joke that uh, a felt beanie sounds like uh, what John Travolta would introduce her as. <laughs> oh, man, you were setting yourself up for that. Sorry. <laughs> It's fine. We'll, we'll you wanna, edit you it in it? later. Okay, so you like the hat. <laughs> I am a big beanie fan. Yeah. You you, you would like a, a felt beanie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the moment's we'll passed. We'll fix it in post. We'll, by the time this is uh, going out, it'll, it'll make sense. Uh, Why did we start talking about this? Uh, we were talking about Broadway. Why did we hung... start talking about Broadway and people belting it out? Um... Oh, we were talking about uh, Chicago. <laughs> yeah. What? What were we gonna? What was I gonna say about Chicago? Though? Are, are they in Chicago? Oh, no. Is that what's oh, going on? Yes. Back to the book. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Heat too. People are paying. For yeah, this. but why was I talking about Chicago? <laughs> no, because like we're not even at the part, right? So like then, like we had a little bit of L.A., a little bit of Chicago. We wrapped up kind of like. The uh, the prequel, yeah, to Heat, mm-hmm. like vignette, like we're not done with the prequel to Heat, yeah. No. Um, but then it goes into the sequel to Heat, mm-hmm. um, in Paraguay, yeah. 
Paraguay? <laughs> Paraguay is what we're going to say on this show. Okay. And then that little uh, section wrapped up. Mm-hmm. And then somebody was like, oh, but in the reading assignment... Let's put one more chapter beyond that for some reason. That was me, and it was because I I already explained it. I'm not explaining it again. Right. So anyway, so let's start with part four at the uh-huh. U.S.-Mexican border. Yeah, it's 1988. Back to the prequel. What we've uh, what we've established is that Robert De Niro, Neil, Neil, uh, he found the uh, floppy disks. It had mm-hmm. the routes for the cartel. Yeah, he knows. Like he did a lot of work, a lot of brain they, work. Yeah, they they started uh, uh, trailing the trucks in a very out. safe way. We covered this last time. Yeah, and they, f- they basically figured out instead of knocking off one of these trucks, we're gonna knock off where they're all going to, so we can get a bunch of trucks full of money. Right, and so uh, they find out it's on the other side of the border. Mm-hmm. The Mexican border, that yeah. is. But, like, right over the, the border. Yeah. And it's in a motel mm. that is owned by the cartel. Mm. Um, it's like a Chinese hotel or something. Yeah. Um, and they've basically cleared out the whole area around it, too. Yeah, just for, warehouses. like, blocks. It's just kind of, yeah. like, empty so that the cartel can see anyone coming so nobody can surprise them. Right. So there's some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Tom, hold on. Can I can I t- can I say something? Yes. It's, Remember it's when half I said podcast. this is the perfect way? This is like 65 percent my podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing about this, like, mm-hmm. I think this should be a new model for uh, for sequels. Okay. Right. So you don't have to get the cast back. Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, you can make a sequel thirty years later to a movie. Right. And not worry and you don't about have to recast anybody it. or. Mm-hmm. Write the book. And no budget constraints. Well, here's the thing. Write the book mm-hmm. and then just film the action scenes. <laughs> and then you came back to me and you were like, oh, you found the way to, to only do the expensive parts. Right? And uh-huh. I and I cowered and I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to start a fight. But here's the thing, Tom. Mm-hmm. I would argue the highest cost for Heat 2 would mm-hmm. not be staging an action scene it would be the talent fees for all these A-list actors. Yeah. So you do the uh, do the the action scenes the way that you would with stunt doubles. Mm-hmm. The actor you never had to hire the actors. Well, everything that the I- actors are going to do written down in the book <laughs> where you don't have to pay an actor one red cent. Well, and then you just pay stuntmen to do the thing and stage the thing. Yeah, it's not going to be free, but then I don't have to read page uh, page of of a uh, of car chases and be like, "Wait, who's doing what now?" No, I watch the car chases <laughs> and I read like the conversations and the acting parts. Um well, and like some of these action scenes uh the guys are wearing a uh, ski mask too. Exactly. Even easier. Yeah, and just write that into the action scenes too, if <laughs> yeah. that's a concern. Yeah, if you know ahead of time, yeah. well, we're going to have You're to the writer. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I think that's the future of Hollywood and book publishing. 
A beautiful melding of the two forms. Yeah, now we just have to get it so that I'd like to, in this physical book, just press a button and be able to watch the action scenes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, just have like a little but like, disposable video player in there. Yeah. And it's not an either or. It's not like, or you can read it. It's like, they don't write that part. You don't, that's not included well, in the book. Well, you can only put, I mean, a, a little uh, disposable video player, it's it's going to be still th- a lot thicker than a piece of paper, so yeah. you can't put them both in there. Exactly. The book's going to be too big. Yeah. And then who's going to buy it? Yeah. Um, okay. So they stake out. There's there's lots of cool scenes about like uh, De Niro going into this uh, uh, warehouse and mm-hmm. uh, getting eyes on the motel and making sure like um, the fact that they drove into this warehouse and then drove out the cops uh, who are in the pocket of the cartel come in yeah. and they check. So like they're observing and this is what De Niro does. This is what Neil's always doing. He's testing, he's observing, he's seeing what's going on. He needs to know every inch of what's going on in, in a situation that he's going into. And he needs to have contingency plans for anything yeah. that might happen. So he needs to know anything that could possibly happen. Now, do you think that, that that's what makes like this and the first heat so entertaining that it's you're just watching like criminals who are really good at what they do? Yeah. Like like basically super villains. And, you know, so often when you hear about real life crimes, you know, it's a cliche that like criminals are dumb. World's dumbest criminals. My favorite television <laughs> show, though. That there are just so many or even like... uh People that do pull off like elaborate heists, then it's like, and they drove straight to the Lamborghini dealership and yeah. tried to buy a Lamborghini with, uh, you know, cash that had dye all over it. Yeah. Uh, and, but these guys aren't that. They are, and, you know, Neil has like a lot of, uh, well, and we see when they pulled this ice off, like a lot of just kind of like red lines of like, all right, nope, like what we're doing now stops right now. And, you know, and he's got good guys working for him. There's not a like, no, come on, boss. We, you know, just a few more bags. Yeah. It's like, nope, we're we're out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's very, uh, the word escapes me. <laughs> he's not, um, I mean, you know, he, he's a, a robber and a thief, but he's not like greedy. Or he doesn't. He doesn't let greed override like his logic. Yeah, exactly. Which, which is probably like the number one thing that gets criminals caught. I think, or you know, robbers and thieves. And this stuff. and he like this book and he uh, share that with a uh, better call Saul. Yes, where it's just kind of like showing the process of people doing really kind of like. The hard work of crime. Yeah. And you just like seeing people who are good at their job. And people doing... who are disciplined. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's the word that escaped. Disciplined. Me yeah. Yeah. You know, where, yeah, he doesn't get, com- you know, this guy, Neil, he's an expert criminal. All these guys are. Maybe they could just rush in and get the money and get out. They're they're good enough that they might be able to pull that off, but they they don't Neil's approach things that way. Neil's also smart enough to know that in this situation, the cartel will fucking find them if yeah. they do that. Yeah, um, they need to. Uh, re- 
Tom, I am so afraid of cartels <laughs> yeah. that like well, don't I was get just you like, mixed up with them. I know. I will never get mixed up with them. But like even to the point where like if I were writing a book like this, I'd be like, mm. <laughs> you know what? I don't want some cartel guy to be I, like, hey, I, this guy Tibbs writing bad stuff about the cartel. Uh, yeah. And they'll be like, well, we know how to kill people real easily. Let's just fucking kill him. Yeah, we, we uh, kill this guy Tim accidentally uh, stumbled on like one of the things that we have a secret uh, about yeah, how we exactly. do things in the cartel. Yeah. Um, any any cartel portrayal in media, I'm just like writers and uh, actors and uh, pr- like, don't do it. So the situation is, uh, you know, it's a hotel or, or a motel. It's L-shaped uh, for blocks around. It's deserted. The trucks come in. Guys come in with duffel bags, I think, or, or carts full of money. And they go into like a count room. But these guys, uh, you know, our guys... They're watching the motel. They figure out because like some of the windows never light up that those must be bricked over or plastered over or boarded up and basically figure out, uh, figure out where all the guards are, how they change. This is like metal gear. This is also why I like it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, they test the response time of the cops. Right. So that they, they know how long they have. If the, the goal is to not have the cops get called at all. But if that happens, because they know shit could go wrong and we got to know how long it takes them to get here. Um, we can't just guess at it. They figure that out. It's four and a half minutes. Um, and then they also figure out how they think the hotel based on where the guards are, where windows are blacked out, uh, what doors people are going in, what, what rooms have adjoining doors that I, I didn't completely get because they like figure out these this two is rooms should have shown. Yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't figure out how he f- knew like these two rooms have adjoining doors, but they must've like, kicked a hole through the wall to get to another room past that where they're keeping the money. I think it was just like, it's clear that everything's connected. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They get like a pretty good idea of what they're going to face if when, once they get inside. And this is, this is where this differs from other books and movies. You're just (laughs) like, he's observing. He, he, they figure all this stuff out and you're like, all right, heist time. And then they're like, all right, let's go. And they leave for a while. They drive back. <laughs> and then he uh, goes, hangs out with his lady friend. Yeah. Is it Alisa? Alyssa? Alyssa, yeah, I think. Alyssa? Pe- people pronounce it both ways. Yeah. Um. So he's in love with this lady. Yeah. She has been uh, trafficking stuff over the border her whole life. Yeah, she's also like a- She's uh, in the game. She's, she's in the game, but similar to him, like- not into hurting, you know, innocence. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's, you know, she's, she's helping. got like low level stuff. It's like uh, marijuana, not a. Uh... Yeah. She's helping people and, and marijuana cross the border. Yeah. Uh, that that's her game. So yeah, not, not hurting anyone, not uh, sticking up liquor stores or whatever. Yeah. And ne- her lovely Neil's, daughter. Neil doesn't want to hurt people, but he's like, eh, fair. You know, if you're in this, it's fair game. Yeah. And if I have to, I will. Um, she lives with her daughter, her daughter. Yeah. She's a widow. Neil came into her life, changed her life. Yes. Um, 
And so Neil's there. They're making a plan. She's in on the plan now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make the plan. She loops in. I'm going a little out of order here, yeah. but she loops in her cousin, I believe, her nephew. Uh, nephew Marco. Yeah. yeah, to be part of the crew. Yeah, who's young. I, I don't know if we hear exactly how young, but he's like a teenager. Yeah. Um, and her uncle... Um, who's in the game also is going to come and take her daughter away from their house so um, yeah. she can be safe. Her tío. Her tío. Um, so everything's going great. Mm-hmm. They're planning the heist. It's all ready to go. Everybody's happy. Um, am I missing anything before the heist? Um, when do we get to Otis? There's a little foreshadowing. Yeah, it's here, that, right? Yeah. That I can't tell if I like or that I don't like. It's a two paragraph chapter mm-hmm. where Otis and uh, freaking Hank, who's driving him around, right? It's Hank, Hank the Crank. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I, I had a dream the about Hank name. the Crank the other day. <laughs> All right, <laughs> guy. We tell know. me later. <laughs> uh, but it's like, all right, we're not going to find this car transporter. Yeah, they're Han- just Otis, about to give up. That scoundrel Otis from back in Chicago, who's a real fucking sadist, yeah. was like, uh, hey, uh, who is that other guy working with them? Aaron Grimes. Aaron, Aaron Grimes. Uh, Elon Musk's ex. <laughs> um, we're somehow related he's to like, her. What are you doing with that car transporter? Like, yeah. You're working for some. So Otis becomes obsessed yeah. So they're driving around. Uh, well, and it's like, it. you know, th- this guy Otis is like the the polar opposite of Neil. Yeah. Where it's like he he's into crime because he likes hurting people and uh, it makes him feel powerful. Yeah. Uh, and he's sloppy as hell with, with how he commits his crimes. You know, he leaves a ton of breadcrumbs that lead to him. Uh, and you kind of get the impression, or I got the impression that he's like almost, I guess like jealous of Neil, like, like, no, you're, you know, he knows Aaron Grimes is working with another guy Yeah, and he's like mad that it's like. Well, what's that guy doing? Well, he doesn't uh, want anybody to know. Well, fuck him. No, I want to know. I want in. Right. And it's like, no, you're two different types of criminals. Neil would never work with somebody like that. Right. So Neil's ready to do the heist. His crew's ready to do the heist. Mm-hmm. And then we see Otis spotting the car transport. Yeah, just as they're about to give up, he spots the transport. Yeah. It's hidden at a... Uh, like a broken down old like uh, shack, basically. Yeah, like a that wor- is owned by uh, Elisa's family, tio? I believe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They have two. Uh, they're not like safe houses. But they're like swap houses or like yeah. temporary safe houses, and uh, they're meant to look like run down, like nobody's living there. Yeah, the idea is that well, they'll go back, switch out their car, switch out their cars at one of them. Probably the one that has the car transporter and then like go to the other house and like lay low there for a couple of days yeah. before they go off. Um, so then it's heist time. Yeah. Uh, and it, I just kind of wish that was cool. Cause it was like heat. I thought it was cool. <laughs> it was like heat, but it was also like, I want to see this. I don't want to yeah. read about this. And also I was just like, 
I just wish the heist went off without a hitch. But they never do, Tim. I know. I know. I wanted the same thing. You want us just like, you know, the heist go off without a hitch, and then we cut to the boys clinking beers together <laughs> and counting their money. Exactly. But you know it's not going to go off with, without a hitch. These things never do. Yeah, so do you want to describe, like, don't don't belabor this. Okay. Because nobody wants to I hear. mean, it is, I thought this whole part was really well written, but there are a few parts that I had to, like, reread again. Yeah, that, to show it to me. To do with, <laughs> to do with layouts. Because it was more like logistically, I'm like, oh, I was picturing it this way, but now they're saying this guy's going through this door over here, and yeah. it's like, wait, how? And at I've, some point, I had I to just, go back a few pages. See, I stopped doing that. Yeah. I just let go, and I was just like, they'll tell me who wins at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so they have, and actually, I forgot about this, uh, and this made me wonder. So there's a character in this called Trejo who in the movies played by Danny Trejo. It is. And I wonder if that's like the one person that they had to get like, hey, can we put you in this? Because for some reason you just have your name in the movie. There was some trivia there and it was not reliable. It was IMDb trivia, but mm-hmm. I think it was like he, uh, maybe aud- Danny Trejo, who was not well known at the time. Yeah auditioned maybe for another character and it was it was like a cliff clavin situation where uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> as if anybody knows what that means <laughs> they're like you're not right for this part but like we're gonna write but a you're part great yeah we we're want gonna you find in a part especially for you we're gonna write you into the movie and uh this is where it's not a cliff clavin but it's where it's like uh <laughs> and we'll name it after we'll name your character it's like we're gonna your do name. a lot of work right into the movie but we're gonna stop the work with coming up with a character <laughs> exactly. name for you um so they've got trejo and i forget who else uh marco i think maybe yeah the nephew yeah in yeah. like an abandoned warehouse like a couple of blocks away with uh like binoculars they're they're basically the lookout um and then they start the heist with Neil, right? Is it Neil? Yeah, Neil. See, the, Tom. <laughs> All right. We're going to have to keep Neil, this moving. Neil rolls like a bottle to like distract one of the guards. And then they like drive up. And huh? he, What was that noise? <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's before. That's when they're testing the police response. Like uh, Chris does it. Yeah. Uh, but Neil pulls up, acts like, you know, he's like trying to make a U-turn in oh, the parking yeah. lot or something. And they wait for the guy to come up, and then Chris comes out from the back and shoots the guy. So it's like, great, we shot that guy. Then they go to the next guard. They 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 sneak up behind him so they don't have to shoot him. They put a plastic bag over his head. Yeah, and then they tie him up. They zip tie him in the office. And then to make sure he doesn't leave, they cut his Achilles tendon. That yeah, made me that really point, like, just kill. Bah. Yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah, that's awful. Um. So they just kind of like go through taking these guys out. Everything's going well. Uh, they're they're killing only when like somebody else has a gun pulled on them, uh, and it's them or the other guys. But in other cases, they're just zip tying these guys. In the end, it doesn't matter. But uh, they finally get to the door and they're like assembled like a like a tactical team. They they kick open the door, throwing a flashbang grenade. And then, like, go in and take all these guys uh, out. I don't think they kill them, right? They, no. Like, 
They because th- those guys aren't armed. Yeah. What they've been doing is all the money is initially delivered to them in small bills. Yes. So they count it and then they send it back out with some locals mm-hmm. to go to local uh, money changing uh, currency exchanges. Yeah, like laundering to launder it, and then they bring them back, and that's when it's big bills. And so uh, the crew is looking to hit it when they come back with all of that. But for that reason, they they smartly realize that like the cartel doesn't want all these locals here who are doing their money laundering for them yeah to be armed like that's right. ju- that's yeah they're ju- not that, gonna let them into the then motel that, with everything guns gets on fucking them. crazy so like they're like okay we're not gonna kill all these people because they're gonna be unarmed yeah so they're, they're just there essentially dropping off the laundered money and mm-hmm. counting the said laundered money yeah back to the heist oh uh, and i have highlighted here Neil's not here to risk himself and his crew for bills with Abe Lincoln's face on them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I have, with with the knife, Neil slices the man's Achilles tendon, his screen. Isn't Lincoln on a higher bill, too? Uh, maybe like $500 bills yeah, when I mean, those existed. Yeah, but Those aren't in circulation Yeah, anymore. but what if they were? Like, you would waste your time, Neil. Um, so they get in, they tie everybody up. Neil gets a look at the wall on the far right side of the room. Like he suspected a hole has been bashed through it with a sledgehammer. He climbs through into the room beyond it's dark and empty. He opens the connecting door to the subsequent room, clears that one. Then the next again, climbing through a sledgehammered hole. He makes it all the way at the end of the building rat's nest. And that I didn't like completely get, but, but anyway, um, Everything's going great until these guys, the the guards that, uh, you know, are there for the shift change. Well, these guys were out all night at the strip club. Uh, doing ladies. Doing ladies left, right, and center. Of course. Couldn't they go home. They don't, they don't want to go home and have their wife's smell all the uh, cheap perfume on them and whatnot. So they decide, you know what? Uh, and they probably did this all the time. Uh, our shift changes at eight. Uh, we've been up all night. It's like, you know, uh, uh, 5 a.m. or whatever. L- uh, well, let's go to the hotel. We can use one of the rooms, shower, and then just, you know, and sleep, sleep oh, yeah. on those beds. And when it's time for the shift change, we'll wake up and, and that's what I do at a hotel. I... <laughs> yeah. So these two guys get out, and I sleep. get out of the car and immediately notice that the guard outside the pool is not there. So then they uh, get, they go to the office and they find the guy tied up with his Achilles tendon and they're like, oh, shit. Now, uh, the lookouts. If I were them, I just would have left. <laughs> the lookouts see this. Well, they talk about that a little bit. We're like, these guys... They explain, oh, if they don't stop these guys, the cartel's going to kill them. Yeah. So they can't run. They can't be like, no, they stuck up behind me. You know, they'll just slice their throats. Like, yeah. well, you fucked up. Um, so uh, uh, Trejo, you know, radios to be like, you know, people are here. And that's when uh, they d- they decide, like, cut their losses. But now it's already, like, too late. The, the guys are headed up the stairs. They've called the federales. The, the police are coming. The police who are, you know, in, in the back pocket of the cartel. 
So they just keep like going deeper and deeper into the motel, Neil's crew. Um, and then occasionally like killing guys as they come in through the holes. Uh, and then they, uh, they get away. Right? Am yeah. I skipping anything? That's nah, basically it. No. Well, uh, Marco comes and saves the day. Yes, like Marco comes who, and shoots a guy in the back who's the guy, about to the, kill Achilles hand, tendon guy. Like is like crawling up the stairs and has a gun. I think. Yeah, because that's it's pointed right at Neil, and Neil's like, "I'm done for." Yeah, this is it. Curtains like, for Neil he, McCauley. He closes his eyes as yeah, the gunshot rings yeah. out, thinking that's for him, but it's not. And the guy falls and revealing Marco with the smoking gun behind yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, so good old, good old Marco. Oh. He did a good job. They leave, no stress. He's like, "Well, Marco, you left your post, but you saved my life." So yeah, yeah. They go, they're all happy. Meanwhile, on the other side of the border, mm. we've seen Elisa. Elisa. Yeah. Um, you know, she's like looking at the border crossing with binoculars. I forget why exactly she needed to do that, just to make sure that the guards were the right guards or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I forget like some of some of the plan, I don't know if I glossed over it or they glossed over yeah. it, but it's like, yeah, they're they're gonna like split up cars and head back over the yeah. border. This was a part where like Literally, I was at, I was reading this over the weekend mm-hmm. um, at a house with like a lot of extended family, yeah. people I haven't seen a lot, of people I haven't been together, and I was in a while. And I was reading this, and as the heist was starting, mm-hmm. like I was seriously like, everybody better show up, <laughs> and like I'm very stressed out right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, please I, don't I like. Know, it seems like everything is going to go great with this heist, but I know something bad's going like, to happen. But like, seriously, it was like as if I was like, "Please, nobody talk to me. I'm too nervous about this heist. Yeah, like I need to be able to read this uninterrupted." And it, it was like. This is Neil Macaulay might need my help at yeah, some I could, point. <laughs> I could read this at any point. It's a book. Yeah. But I was very much like... <sighs> no, I stopped reading right before the heist because I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, I need to make sure I have like uninterrupted time to really get into this heist. And this is the thing. like, I think why I wasn't going back into be, and being like, wait, what, what room are they in? I was uh. just like... It's heist. It's all forward motion. We'll figure it out. We just got to get to the border, man. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't fully understand the layout of this hotel or where the holes in the wall are, who this or guy why is. why they did that, yeah. But like, honestly, like we're in the hotel. We need to get the fuck out of the hotel with as much of this money as possible. Yeah. Really, uh, really got me anxious. So anyway, <laughs> Alicia's on the, she's watching through binoculars and- it's like, all right, I'm going to get back to either the switch house or the safe house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, her uncle is with her daughter. Yeah. Um, they're going to leave soon. Um, he's going to take her uh, far away to keep her safe for a few mm-hmm. days till all this blows over. Um, and then uh, she checks in with him. Is this what happens? And she's just like, hey, everything cool there? Oh, and, yeah. And he speaks in code. Yeah. And it quickly becomes clear that... Something's, something's awry. Wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, something's wrong, but whatever it is, her kid is currently safe, and yeah. and uh, nobody knows the kid's there. Right. And there's a lot of that kind of stuff where, like, she's like, well, she knew her kid was safe because he said one thing. It was like, all right, for the sake of, like, 
yeah. moving pieces around a chessboard and logic puzzles. Like, okay, let's uh, let's. There, assume... There's a lot of uh, people talking in codes and people getting it right away. That made me feel like ah, like me and everybody I know, we should like talk about codes. Yeah, we should all be on the same page. Because all I'm thinking is like, if I like, if you called me one day and I was like. Oh no, everything's fine, Tim. I'm just on my way to the farm. <laughs> You'd be like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know, Tim, the farm. Alice will be there. <laughs> <laughs> you would yeah. You'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I wouldn't know that there was a man with a gun to your head standing <laughs> yeah. there ready to um so yeah, so uh freaking uh, Otis is there beating yeah. the shit out of Tio yeah. and he's just like, Tell me what's going on, tell me and he's not yeah. he's not giving yeah. it up. Where, he's a where's Neil McCauley and Yeah. Um Boy, they have plans. The the daughter's hiding in mm-hmm. the room, she's safe for now. But uh so anyway, um so we know this is fuck a fucked up situation. Yeah, we know this Because we also know well. what Otis does when he sees uh ladies. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and you know, likes to torture and mutilate men as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, which he tortures the shit out of, and, yeah. and eventually kills Teal. Um, but the thing, Tom, can mm-hmm. I tell you, when Elisa realizes, or like when it, when they write that she knows, mm-hmm. um, that uh, I gasped. <laughs> I literally I gasped while reading a book um when she's like um since uh if somebody since somebody is there mm-hmm. they're hearing everything that Macaulay's saying over that like they're, yeah, yeah. he's hearing all of the communications between the whole team and to me that that, that hadn't occurred to me and I was yeah. like <gasps> um on the couch next yes. to my extended family. But like I was like, oh no, this is terrible. Yeah. Like Otis is gonna know everything. Yeah, so Elisa has to figure out a way to communicate to them, like, hey, stop using this line, basically, because yeah. uh we're compromised. And I forget exactly how she does it. Oh, oh she like, uses hey, the team. code name. Yeah, exactly. And she's like they would know that I'm using the code name wrong. And, like, I'm and using... why would I be doing that? Yeah. Something must be yeah. wrong. Stop using the radios. Yeah. Um, and then it works because she knows that they're so cautious that like, if she's doing something weird, they're immediately going to like back into safe mode. Yeah. And then she was just like, uh, she says some more weird stuff that also uh, serves to draw um, Otis and his men away from the the house by yeah. saying, "Hey, like, kind of as discussed, let's all meet up at the Taco Bell at this address yeah, now." Yeah. And so she's like, "Okay," and she goes back to the house and she sees, "Okay, the guys are gone. Great, they're they're going to the Taco Bell." I think mm-hmm. she watches them drive to the yeah, Taco Bell. yeah, watches them drive away. And she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go uh, grab my daughter and bring mm-hmm. her to safety." Who's still there? Otis. That was another time I, I was uh, like, Tom, I was an emotional wreck during this part. <laughs> and now Otis is just, al- to him, he's alone in the house. He doesn't know the little girl's in there. Yeah. But he's just staying there because, you know, I think he's like, maybe has a, a hint of like something's off. Yeah. I'm going to stay here just in case. Yeah, yeah. I forget why he actually says 
like, oh, I bet you thought I'd be gone, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, he does the whole like, here's a cigarette, now burn yourself, yeah, and like, and then I realized, oh, they were, they showed us that other stuff with someone we didn't know to establish how, how scary bad, yeah. and bad the things he does. And now they made us care about Elisa. Right. And uh, now we're just like, oh, fuck, no. Yeah, don't um, do that to her. So she draws him away. She's like, oh, uh, I'll bring you to the real meeting point. I'll draw them to this other meeting point. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Um, they leave. Because she just desperately wants to get him away from her daughter who's hiding in a closet. Exactly. So they go to the car. She has to drive. He's standing mm-hmm. there with a shotgun pointed at her. And he's like, all right, drive. And then she sees her daughter's hand. On the window. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also speaks in code. She says something in to Spanish Otis. To, that, yeah. And uh, like, there's a lot of like, oh, and that's how we all know this is what you need. And it's like, mm, it's, was yeah, that Yeah, the little girl's enough? pretty yeah. good at picking up codes, yeah. too. Whatever. So they drives him out to a place. I didn't understand or I didn't catch how Neil knows to go to that place as well. Uh, my dog's uh, uh, having a dream and barking. <laughs> Maybe she's dreaming about Hank the Crank. <laughs> um, but, I mean, do we need to, do, do you, like, she winds up at a place she's been to a bunch of times, like mm-hmm. uh, that had something to do with trafficking and switching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at first she's going to, uh, Oh, and then uh, Otis's men come, too, mm-hmm. and they're like, the three cars are driving to this place, yeah. and she's going to draw the guys there, and Otis is like, I'm going to kill them and steal their money, and this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and she's like, hopefully, uh, the uh, Neil and his crew will show up and kill all these guys. Yeah, um, and then she's like, or maybe I'll jump out of this moving car. <laughs> yeah. And by the time uh, he grabs the wheel or something, it'll t- t- like I'll do it around a, a while cliff. I'm doing off uh, going around a yeah. curve or something. She's just about to do that when uh, Neil, uh, from like a high vantage point, mm-hmm. starts picking off the guys in the other cars. Right? Yeah, he's got uh, I guess like a sniper rifle or yeah. something. Um, and he's like hiding in a crevice where nobody can see him. Yeah. And, and he's so far away, they can't tell where the shots are coming from. Yeah. So at some point, it just winds up with Otis and Elisa. Yeah, he picks off all the other guys uh, really well. Yeah. And they're stopped. Uh, they don't know where Neil is. Mm-hmm. But Neil doesn't have a good shot because of like the glare from the sun or something, right? I think also like he's holding her very close yeah. and he just doesn't have the angle. So uh basically uh he's not that far away from them at this point mm-hmm. because he does say like, okay, let her go. I'll give you the keys to my car. And there's yeah. like three million dollars in the car or something. Three yeah, or four something million like dollars. That. Yeah, he has like his cut. Um and uh, long story short, Otis mm-hmm. gets away with the car, mm-hmm. kills Elisa, right? Yeah, yeah, shoots her in such a way that in he In the knows... shoulder where the tendons are ripping and stuff, right? Yeah, but also knows that that will pin Neil down because yeah. he's got to stay there to keep pressure. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's not going to kill her right away, but it's going to leave her wounded so badly that 
if he chases after Otis, it's like, all right, well, she's going to just bleed out and die alone. Yeah. The irony here, Mm -hmm. um, the heist goes off, not without a hitch, but but very successfully. Mm -hmm. And in their celebration, they didn't realize the other vulnerability. Lisa dies. Yeah. Now, when we meet Neil McCauley, Tom, Mm -hmm. in Heat. Yeah. Um, it's just after this. Yes. He he has a code, right? Mm-hmm. Where um no attachments. No attachments. Don't have anything that you that you're not willing to leave. Yeah, n- nothing that like you're not willing to walk something. out on in 10 seconds or yeah. 30 seconds. And that wasn't the man that we yeah. saw here. But I think and we now saw And we know why. Why? It's like when uh, R2-D2 got uh, a part in one of the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, then, uh, then we go back to Paraguay. Yeah. In the sequel to Heat. Mm-hmm. Heat 2. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's been a few weeks since Chris gave them the uh, the false, sold the Chen's. Yeah, the the fake uh, software, or not fake software, but it the had a that Trojan horse. Sp- yeah, um, and he's just like, I don't know what's going on now. Like, oh, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody comes back into his life, right? Like Felix, um, the lady. What's the lady's name? Uh, Anna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, okay, it worked. Like all their shit got fucked up, but they know yeah. it's us. <laughs> <laughs> and so for some reason he he's just like all right well here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go and talk to this motherfucking chen guy oh yeah i forgot like, about this part the son the heir to the the chen like the yeah the felix of of the chens mm-hmm. but a guy who really claudio. has his shit together yeah claudio and he's a real sadist too mm-hmm. um and he's a real uh wackadoo apparently yeah like a, like a druggy club kid it, yeah it, we're told like Felix like looks up to him that yeah. it's like he wants to be like this guy. Right. And uh now flashy. Is, is this kind of like supposed to be the De Niro Pacino scene in Heat oh, where yeah, they sit at a diner that. and it's like truce, like nothing can happen to either of us here. Like we mm-hmm. just want to talk and like where um Val Kilmer, Chris mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> walks in to uh, Claudio and mm-hmm. like all the guards pull out their guns and yeah. he, he's like, I'm, I'm going to sit like, down and we're going to fucking yeah. talk. And he was just like, that was me. I did that. If you mm-hmm. have a fucking problem with it, come after me or whatever. Yeah. But, like basically like fair is fair. I didn't really understand what was going on in this part. <laughs> like all the machinations of this honestly like started to bore me a little bit. Yeah, I didn't completely get, I don't think it was the same as uh as that scene in heat this was more it seemed like chris just kind of being like if you i'm gonna trust that if you kill me that's gonna like start a war yeah and you don't want that right so that's why i'm just gonna like come in here and just kind of like come clean about everything yeah um anyway ever since he had uh relations with anna yeah it was just kind of like, and now he's like pining for her, and I'm just like, all right, I've had enough. I thought it was cool when he was like driving around, uh, 
like yeah, doing well, like here let's analyze security vulnerabilities i'm like yes this is what i want like get into more detail about that but then it's like oh he craved her smell and her yeah it's like all right shut up but but we do get a good idea of like what kind of person he is sure that you know this this uh very similar to what happened with uh, Char- Charlene. Is yeah. that his uh, wife's name? Yeah. That's like, yeah, he, he like. Also one of the characters on Dinosaurs. <laughs> that he just like falls head over heels for for some yeah. women. And then he's just kind of obsessed with them. Like, yeah, because there are lines about like how he just like wants to move towards her. And like, yeah. Uh, he he just he's like insatiable about certain women, uh, even though like she learns about his wife and kid, and he's basically like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this won't last with us. Like that's eventually, I want to get back to my wife and kid, but I can't. Right, and they can't come here, but eventually they they'll be able to. So there's you know a shelf life on this relationship, but that doesn't stop them. Yeah. Um, and then is this where we then get to uh, Chris back in L.A.? Well, no. At the time jump? First. All right. So now we hit part six. Los okay. Angeles. 2000. We oh, were previously yeah. in 1995, which was post-heat. That was five years post-post-heat. Yeah. Um, now, I will say this. Mm-hmm. It seems to me, I just did a, did a quick check. This seems to be the last section. Okay. Uh, so, like, it seems like we are We're now in the year 2000 in, yeah. to the end of the book. Well, isn't that... You don't have the, the dust jacket on yours, but uh, doesn't it say, like, 1995, 2000? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, like, uh, it says 1988, 1995, 2000. Oh, I didn't um, know it said 88. Okay. Um, but also, uh, you know, we've been jumping back and forth. But, mm-hmm. like, now it's, like... L.A. 2000, full steam ahead till the yeah. end. Chris um, and Hannah are both in L.A. Yeah, Hannah, not Anna. Hannah is, uh, you know, investigating a murder mm-hmm. um, of a young woman in a field. Yeah, they yeah they find her uh, some real sadistic yeah. It, kind of, shit. it sounds like kind of in the desert. Yeah, somewhere uh, one shoe on. LA. She was running. They made her run. Yeah, look. I don't want to get in the weeds here, Tom. He figures it out. Well, there's like a cigarette burn to her yeah. eye. Yeah. And and when the coroner says that, he's like, wait, what? And he's like, I know exactly who this is. Yeah. There's only one criminal in the whole country <laughs> that would do this. Otis is back. Yeah. He's got a different name. And then... Uh, like we go to Otis at some point. This- yeah, we find out Otis is like running a hotel that's used by uh, 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 sex workers. Oh yeah, and uh, pimps and oh, I forgot like, about all this. and yeah. like he's taking a cut and like he, you know he's still up to his same old, not even his same old shit. It's like nah, it's gotten like darker. Yeah, uh, you know where where yeah these girls are getting you know strung out and killed indiscriminately we find out like yeah this uh girl that was killed we find out like you know she was trafficked and he wanted her to uh do something to him 
and she didn't she like uh uh flinched no she gagged yeah and that like set him off to like not only kill her but like Like, torture her let her her run think she has a chance Anyway, bad mm-hmm. dude, bad yeah. stuff. Uh, Hannah's on his tail, understands that it's him. It's only a matter of time. Then Chris shows up with Anna. In L.A., which he's not supposed to be there because there's it's only five years later and uh, they're still looking for him. Yeah, I I was dozing off during this part. This part, I was angry that it didn't hold my attention enough. Yeah, this part was a little kind of confusing because it was like... Uh, I don't know. The, uh, the lose business has gotten not more legit, but they've like seemingly kind of moved up the food chain into yeah. like arms dealing. Yeah, and they've like kind of merged with the Chens in a way, right? Yeah, her brother Felix married married some... into the Chens. Yeah, which like... is what uh, what David Liu wanted the dad, yeah. right? Um, but this is like. Anna's skunk works they describe it as right. like she's kind of running this this division and yeah I didn't completely get it she wanted Chris there with her for this meeting but then you find out in the meeting that uh the other side they want to like have full access to the lose books to see yeah. everything and she's like no absolutely not and they're like well uh, no deal then uh, or not like that. They're like, no, we already talked to your brother and dad, and they said okay. Um, so she like signs it, and Chris is mad that she signed it. And then Chris, uh, I think because of this, maybe like because he's kind of upset about this, he like goes and drives past the bank from the first heat. Yeah. <laughs> and then like is tempted to go drive by Charlene's house. He drives by, I think, his old house. Yeah. And then calls up Nate. Oh yeah, to to see what's uh, what's new with Nate. Hello, John Voigt. He says, "Yeah." Uh, and so, who who is it he wants to meet up with? Michael, is it? Which one is Michael? Uh, he was like another guy. <laughs> uh, I, Tom, here's what I learned during this part. Mm-hmm. I think I'm more interested in the Heat prequel <laughs> than I am to the Heat sequel. Yes. Um, I I'll, I mean, I'm still curious to see where this goes. I mean, Nate warns him. He's like, Hannah's still in L.A. and like still looking for you. Yeah. But you the know, thing and, is, it doesn't seem like there's going to be another heist. No, probably Especially not. Especially since De Niro's dead. And, yeah. Uh, and he was the heist guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's what like Chris is, you know, he, he thinks to himself about uh, some of the stuff that like, yeah, he's kind of evolved as a criminal. He's he's doing yeah. a completely different type of thing yeah. now. I mean, arms dealing is just all just... Uh, and also, it seems like Michael Mann's uh, understanding of like technology <laughs> is a little old man-ish. I don't know. It's also like 22 years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, you know, uh, yeah, they're still criminals, but it's much closer to actual business they're sitting in a boardroom discussing terms and that's not really chris's thing that's not really not my thing either drill through the whole of a safe deposit box thing well and we know that chris hit up a safe house he's a 
excuse me, is a gambling addict yeah. and he likes risking and winning. Yeah. And this, what he's doing now isn't really risking, which I think is why he like drives past his house and boring thinks, him and me and thinks, Oh, my neighbor, a neighbor might recognize me. Like, you know, this is a risky thing to do. Um, who is it that he wants to meet up with at the end? Dom, I don't remember. Yeah, I was. I literally like. It's, keep it's my like eyes open. it's right. I was at mad the very, at this book. I was we'll, like, I don't care about what Chris we'll wants. We'll talk anymore. about it next week. I forget yeah. who it we should have just ended this after. It's, the it's right at the very again. end. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah. yeah, we'll keep it all. La two thousand. You know, they should make a series of books of just like where was the heat? Where were the heat people during nine eleven? <laughs> Where are the heat people? Uh, well, Tim, we don't know. Maybe this next chapter, it's going to take, uh, you know, a, a year to get through. And uh, yeah, we'll find It'll out. It'll take me a year to get through. I guess I'm so bored with it. Well, I have a feeling things are, I have a feeling Hannah and Chris haven't met each other for the last time. Well, and also, like, I forgot about this, that Chris is like, he kind of wants revenge against Hannah because yeah. Hannah killed Neil. Yeah. Uh, and even though it's like, well, yeah, I mean, he was doing his job just like how you're doing your job, but, uh, he, he still wants revenge. Neil was, you know, a father figure to him, I think. I, I hope in the end they're, they're friends. Uh, Hannah and Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, everybody <laughs> loves a happy ending. Like, they they say, Chris, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. A beautiful, <laughs> great beautiful. Chris, let's agree to disagree. <laughs> yeah, just bury the hatchet. That's what we want to see. That's what the fans. Hey, let's do a heist together. That's what the fandom is clamoring for, and you always got to listen to the fandom. Yeah, have have Chris and Vincent Hanna do a heist together in this in mm. these last uh, few chapters. Tom, mm-hmm. uh, comment of the week, as you know, mm-hmm. this week was uh, the prize, $6. <laughs> I forgot the prize was $6. The winner uh-huh. is a guy that sounds a lot like you, Tom. Oh. John Reynolds. <laughs> yep. His comment, I'm just here for the $6. And then a uh, uh, crossed fingers emoji. Well, crossing crossing those fingers worked. You made John. it, John. What kind of bit is this, Tim and Tom? Which one of you is the more conservative politically? <laughs> <laughs> BJ, what do you? What do you? Well, it's enough. Yeah. We all, both try to out conservative each other <laughs> as much as we can. We try. We both try and be as uh, far to the right as possible. Yeah, I think you can tell. Um. Doughboys always talk about this. Um, that like their break glass in case of emergency is just like, le- like go completely far right and make <laughs> ten times as much money on their Patreon as they do right now. Yeah, yeah. Just so maybe the, we should try that. Yeah, just claim that we've been canceled and <laughs> yeah, uh, people want to fight back against the libs. Hmm. Sign up to our Patreon. <laughs> um. Tom, mm-hmm. Heat 2, pretty good. Yeah, still very good. I was going to say, like, at, at certain points, we were uh, 
talking about this, we were much more animated than any other like real book we've read. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, most we've read po- so many classics. Yeah, and we just put each other to sleep talking about them. Do we both need to read all the books I, I, moving maybe. forward? I mean, I think it makes it more interesting. Yeah. I mean, it certainly makes Look, it for I more reading. I know people accused me of zoning out when you talked about uh, stuff. You do the same when I talk no, about No, but stuff. then you said all this and then people were like, yeah, but Tim does it much more. <laughs> you know what? I think I do zone out more because mm-hmm. I'm just like, well, I don't care about this, so I don't need to listen. You just try to derail me <laughs> when I'm... Uh, but that's still active listening. I know, it is active li- Or no, it's not active li- <laughs> You like try to listen for a word that you can take a tangent, take out a tangent or like rhyme and then make that rhyme into a <laughs> yeah. tangent. It's like jazz. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for being patrons. We love you very much. Tune in next week for the thrilling conclusion of Heat 2. Part 4. Heat 2, Part 4. Six by my count. (laughs) Did you say that sex by my count? (laughs) I wish. (laughs) 